This is Business Savvy Mama, episode number 33. Five questions with mom entrepreneur and digital strategist, Kristen Schneider of Coffee Break Marketing. Welcome to Business Savvy Mama. I'm your host, two-time mom and two-time entrepreneur, Christy Lingo. I'm here to help you find your happy as you juggle all the things that come with life as a mom and a mom entrepreneur. In each episode, you'll find actionable steps to help you manage your time, work productively, and create a healthy and joyful mindset around working from home while parenting. And you'll hear inspiration from other mom entrepreneurs about where they thrive and where they survive in their efforts to balance work and home life. I'm so glad you've joined me today. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Thursday and Thursday means five questions with a mom entrepreneur. And I'm so excited for our guest today, Kristen Schneider, who I met at the I Heart My Life live event. Kristen and I both live in Ohio, which is super fun that we met in California, but we live in Ohio and she is the owner of Coffee Break Marketing. Welcome, Kristen. Hi, Christy. So I always start out learning a little bit about you personally, and then we dive into the nitty gritty of your business, but why don't you tell us a little bit about where you live, um, your family, and sort of how you got to the point when you became an entrepreneur? Sure. Um, Well, like you said, I'm in Ohio. I'm a little bit farther north than you are, although I grew up around where you guys live. So I, I grew up just north of Columbus in Delaware. Um, and then we moved up to Cleveland, which is where my family is all from. Oh gosh, that would have been about eight years ago now. So we're just outside of Cleveland. We have three boys. Yeah. So we have a 10 year old, a five year old who says he's a 12 year old and an (laughs) almost three year old. By the time this episode airs, he'll be three. You know, what's funny is that you are one, you're probably the fourth or fifth person I've interviewed that has all boys. I wonder if there's some sort of connection between boy moms <laughs> and entrepreneurship, because I, every time they say it, I'm like, oh, I have all boys too. Wait a minute. I'm starting to sense a pattern here. So <laughs> perhaps yeah. it's just coincidence or perhaps it's a hypothesis I can uh, explore down the road. <laughs> but my first question for you is what is it that you do in your current business and why did you choose it? Well, so it's interesting because I always planned on having a business. Um, you know, I, I had a weird mix of the, you know, the typical American family message where you go get a degree that's useful. And I started that off with, <laughs> with a very practical degree of music. So I don't know how I really got that, <laughs> those two things put together. But in college, I switched over to special education um, about three years in. And so I ended up uh, going into teaching. But even when I got my teaching jobs, I was picking retirement plans that let me draw my money out after five years with the intent of not teaching for 35 years. I loved what I did, but I knew I wanted a business. So what's different about then is I was absolutely convinced I was going to be a wedding dress designer. And I I actually, I mean, I was for a few years. I had dresses in the Columbus Fashion Week fashion show one year. I um, hosted and ran a bridal fashion week trade show with like 20 plus designers for three to four years in New York City every fall. I had a wedding dress store. I had, I made custom wedding dresses for people, um, did the whole thing. So, and I loved that. I mean, you can't really dislike making pretty dresses. (laughs) Um, But in the process of all of that, I, I, 
like formed this really amazing group of other independent wedding dress designers because everybody knows like the Vera Wang, the Justin Alec, well, probably not everybody, but people who are in the wedding industry know the Justin Alexanders and, you know, all of that. And they're amazing. I actually got to meet some of those designers over the course of what I was doing, but there's this whole second layer of people who are, you know, making dresses in their small town shops and doing things. I, I was very into eco-friendly and fair trade and there are people who are doing really cool things. And so we created this whole group and there were hundreds of people in there and it was a lot of fun. And the teacher in me just kept coming out. So I, I would run workshops and stuff for the group. And in the process, really fell in love with the marketing and tech side of it. Uh, my dad worked for IBM in the eighties. I grew up on computers. Like I've always loved tech and I like teaching and talking and writing. So the marketing just kept popping up. So over the course of a few years, that kind of grew in a life of its own. And I really had to make a choice, which I'm sure you have seen over and over again. Like you just can't, you, you can grow multiple businesses, but I was in the middle of a third maternity leave and a million other things. And to do both retail and online business that are two totally different businesses just didn't make sense. So I made the pretty hard decision to shut down the store. I still miss it. Like being able to show up in New York once a year and buy wedding dresses, just dozens of them is fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I love what I do. Uh, and it really is more in my kind of zone of genius. So that's how I ended up in the email marketing sales funnel is because it was both marketing and tech. And that's really my happy place. And, you know, I think with all entrepreneurs, there is some sort of um, part of us that our past really influences where we are now, you know, it's, it may not be a very direct route, but yeah. there are parts and pieces of it. You know, for instance, uh, you know, you majored in music, I majored in acting and, you know, as I'm moving through my life, like never did I thought I would end up utilizing the skills that I learned in my voice and speech classes to now have a podcast. And yeah. so, you know, it's very interesting. Like, I don't think that everything is just so cut and dry, like, well, I'm not doing that anymore. So I'm just going to file that away as done. I think all of those experiences kind of of influence us and make us successful now. And I, maybe I should say that the most successful people are able to pull from those experiences because I am oh, yeah. sure that there's so much that you learned in creating trade shows and doing things like that and just running your own store that is going to help you with your clients in the digital marketing area now. We so often don't respect our past for those lessons that we can learn from oh, them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I actually see, it's interesting because I, I can see the threads you're talking about with the trade show. Um, we, I, we published a magazine for two years too. So like that I see in a lot of the materials that we create for our clients and stuff. But I found that surprisingly, I guess maybe not surprisingly, but large amounts of what we do, especially in our, because we have, we have done for you stuff that we do where we make like whole things for clients. But the part, one of the parts I love the most is that we have a membership where like I we support people who are doing their own email marketing, sales funnel building and stuff. So I get to teach. You're like, teaching again. <laughs> and, um, and I'm, you know, I'm looking at some of the systems I'm building. And I told my husband this week, like, this looks like the forms I used when I was working with students. And I know that sounds simplistic, but there's a reason all that stuff works. Like our brains don't change that much. Nope. Structure and routine, structure and routine. That's what we're doing all the time. I feel like I'm a broken record saying that, but <laughs> <laughs> so my next question for you is, as a business owner, what do you think is your greatest strength? For me, it's typically the, the idea generation. So I see a lot of angles and we can come up with something to quickly try. And I don't tend to, not that I never get frustrated. You can't work in tech and not get frustrated <laughs> from time to time, but right? I very rarely get frustrated 
when something doesn't work and I'm, I'm always able to say, okay, well, let's try it this way. On the flip side of that structure and routine is not my natural habitat. So I've had to force that through for myself as much as yeah. <laughs> that, that was my next question. So that's your, that's your growing space right there. That structure and routine. Now, is that in like, in like balancing work and home life, or is that more just like in everyday life, like time blocking, scheduling, those kinds of things? More the second. I, I don't struggle too much with the, ba- I mean, I guess not struggle too much. I don't stress too much over the balance. I, I've been working from home since before other people had to kind of thing. I got a teaching job when my son was born. So I've been full-time work from home for 10 years. Um, and he was a newborn when that happened. So I quickly learned that you just get work done when you can. And I also, I might, you know, my husband and I have always done, he's, he's great about like we can cooperate really well about creating time spaces for both of us to get our stuff done while also having the kids and the laundry and the cleaning and the food and everything handled. So yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's always a process and a growing space and it changed. I mean, you know, this, you've got, it changes from kid stage to kid stage. Absolutely. Um, I say the only thing that stays the same with parenting is that nothing stays the same. Like I say that all the time, like we're always adapting, we're always changing, always pivoting. And I think that that's where your strength side, where that ability to sort of adapt and try something new really will come in for you is that you're like, oh, this isn't working for us anymore. So let's, we're going to pivot over here. (laughs) Yeah. But time blocking stuff like that for sure is where we're, we're trying very hard for me to get something that works for me, you know, and that changes too. Your needs change, your team changes, all that kind of stuff. We actually, um, my husband is getting more and more involved in the business that grows and he's working on it being like his full-time thing too. And that's a nice balance because the two of us structure how we work very differently. So I think that'll add, you know, some stability to me being able to create. You'll have some accountability in there that'll help you create those, uh, those systems that you need. Cause I know that that always, always works for me is that accountability. Yeah. So, uh, my next question for you, and this is, again, you have started a business over, so this might not be as relevant, but if you were to start your business over again today, what piece of advice or lesson learned would you emphasize? It's a good question. And I did, I did start, I tore a lot down a lot, a lot. Like two thirds of my email list, all of, you know, all of my content in my mind, I felt like I was starting over, but it was interesting to see as memory, you know, Facebook memories, Instagram memories, things like that. I realized that while everything was directed towards a different audience in the wedding world, because I was doing the marketing and business coaching in the wedding world prior to this, I felt like I was starting over, but I'm seeing memories from three, four years ago where blog posts said exactly the same things that I present to people now. So the the driving theme of what I stand for has been very similar over years. And I didn't realize it until I started really tracing it back. Um, so that would be one thing is to realize that you aren't your brand. In my mind, that's, it's not untrue, but it's, it's a, it's a hard concept to really take at its face value because you grow and change so much and you take what's true. Like you said, what you learn in previous businesses doesn't disappear. It doesn't have to be permanent to count. So who I am has stayed true regardless of what I'm working on in my business. And that was important when I realized that. 
I love that because that is a lesson that I have struggled with in the pivot that I've made. And my shift wasn't even nearly as big as what your shift was from the wedding world to digital marketing. You know, my shift was from helping moms to organize their stuff to helping mom business owners to organize their time. And in my head, they were so different. And I look back now and I, you know, it's not that I'm that far in, you know, I'm 10 months in or whatever, you know, it's not that I'm so far away from that other audience that I can't tap back into them. But I was so convinced that I had to tear everything down and start back over. And I think that that's such a great thing to emphasize if somebody is looking to pivot, like there are plenty of people who will follow you because they know, like, and trust you. And yeah. even if that means that they know, like, and trust you in the wedding world, and now you're no liking trusting that in the marketing world, there's no reason why they won't follow you. And if you, if you lose people along the way, let them make that decision. Yes. Don't make the decision for them. I think that, oh, that's, that's so good. That's such a great thing to say. And I appreciate that advice because I need to, <laughs> to take <Yeah>. it. <laughs> All right. My final question for you today, what is your best advice when tackling business and home life or making sure that you get plenty of quality family time in? Oh, being the person who doesn't have like a really, I don't have a lot of applicable do what I'm doing during the day structure wise, but I will say that it's been very helpful, two sides of it. One, I've adjusted to the fact that I didn't look at my parents and resent them for not staring me in the face 24 seven. My dad and my mom both worked at, you know, in different ways at different times when I was growing up, but no matter what, they were at every soccer game. And I had friends whose parents weren't and they were good parents too. So realizing that there's not one way to show up and still be active has been a big part of it for me. And I definitely don't have that all the way figured out. I have huge guilt trips in my brain. Um, oh, the girl, other we thing, all do. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing has been very clear communication in this day, I need space. This day, you need space. And I realize that works within my family structure because my husband also works from home and we have good communicate. Like that has to adjust depending on who you are and what your support system is. But whatever your support system is, really being able to, to just clearly express where you do need this one particular thing of support, whatever it is, that communication has been a big deal for us. And then again, you know, and you know, like you do these interviews and the way that you treat other people who are coming in, you realize life happens and things happen and you're not going to freak out. And I think we hold ourselves to different standards than we hold the people we're talking to. So realizing that, you know, my kid running through the room that one time is not going to sabotage my business or make anybody hate me. <laughs> right, right. Um, it's real life, man. People like authenticity. People love that. And yeah. I think what the one thing that you said about expectations is so important. And I really want to emphasize that, especially if somebody out there listening is new to business or new to parenting in the sense that that communication, that that establishment of this is a real business, I am working and just because I am in the confines of my house does not mean that I am also childcare person right now, especially if you are home with me. And, you know, as women in general, and I know I'm generalizing, but I keep hearing it over and over again, we have so much trouble asking for help and delegating. So take that advice, set the expectations, communicate with your partner and say to them, I have an important call right now. Can you be here? And if not, get some other help, you know, grandparents mm -hmm. or babysitters or daycare or whatever it is that you need to do. But I think that is so, so key that we often miss as business owners when we're writing out our business plan and we're looking at how much money we want to make. We forget that we need to bring the family in, that we need to include them because 
knowing what those expectations are and, and respecting the expectations that we put in place is what is going to be super helpful in that balance because you're not going to have, you're not going to sit at family time resenting and being like, well, he gets to leave the house and go to work. And then I never get any time and space when he's home, you know? Yeah. And I will say another thing that I've realized as my oldest son has aged has been that, you know, I used to, you get used to it after a few years, first of all, but I used to feel so guilty about like holding him in my lap and doing my teacher work on the computer and things like that. He is now 10 and he has his own website and clients. Now his clients are like me and his grandma, but he could take on other clients and he makes legitimate money and does good work. He's animating videos for her yoga business and he has his own YouTube channel and that's valid life lessons too. Oh, I say that all the time. In fact, just this morning I did a live chat and we were talking about why it's okay to work in front of your kids. And the one thing I said is think of the lessons that you're showing them. You're teaching them about marketing. You're teaching them about work ethic. You're teaching them about work-life balance. You're teaching, there's all these skills. So rather than thinking this guilty feeling of I'm not staring them in the face right now, which my mom was a stay-at-home mom and she didn't stare at us in the face all day. (laughs) She got her work done, man. She had to feed us and clothe us and, and, you know, clean the house. And we were not, she was not like just sitting there playing games from eight o'clock in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon. So I think that you're hundred percent right about that. Think about those amazing lessons that you're able to share with their kids and inspire them to do later in life. Even if they don't become an entrepreneur, they may be an amazing spouse to somebody who is because of the lessons that they learned when they were growing up. So I think that that's a really great lesson. All right, Kristen, this has been awesome. So many great little tidbits. If people want to check out what you do in your business, where can they find you online? Well, the place to find me in general is kristenschneider.com, which I know they'll want to check the show notes because my name is spelled funny. It's the Um, Schneider, not the the Schneider. Schneider. (laughs) Yeah. And the CH gets people every time too for Kristen. And then the Coffee Break Marketing is um, in and of itself is coffeebreak.marketing. There's no.com. And that would be the more specific program that we have up and running. So both really great places to both find me and hear more about what's going on. All right. So we'll make sure that we have links to Kristen, her websites, her membership program, all of that good stuff in the show notes, which are at businesssavvymama.com slash podcast. Kristen Schneider, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Christy. It was a ton of fun. Hey, are you tired of spinning your wheels, of working long hours, but never getting ahead, or maybe feeling like everything is two steps forward and one step back? I get it. That's why I've created Your Priority Recipe. It's a free, downloadable system with all the ingredients you need to help determine your urgent and important tasks, the things you need to do for your work, home, family, and self. And when those urgent and important tasks are done, you'll have time, space, and brain power for those other tasks and to spend plenty of quality time with your family. To grab your free priority recipe system and my trim your to-do list flowchart, you know, just in case you aren't super clear on what your priorities truly are, visit priorities.businesssavvymama.com. That's priorities.businesssavvymama.com to pick up your free priority recipe today. Thanks for listening and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the episodes I have for you to help you find your happiest mom entrepreneur life.